Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another Dish Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. This is me being happy. Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, I, of course, am your host, Charlie, and I'm joined once again by the prolific counter himself, Zilius. What's up, good sir of the Charlie of the Ultra Confusion? Hello, Zilius. Uh, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, this is, of course, the Thursday Night Show. The Thursday Night Hangout, a weekly live show where we try our best to cover the topics most important to you. If you haven't submitted your topic, question, etc., have no fear. All you got to do is drop in the chat, uh, be it on Facebook, YouTube, or on Twitch, and we'll try to add it to the show. If we unfortunately run out of time, we'll add it to the beginning of the very next show. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into the show. So how many times can Charlie say show? Um, show, show, we show, are a show. Show, 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 show. Um, so first off, you may have noticed there was no video intro this time. And you may have noticed, and you may notice at the end that there will be no video outro of the show. What? Um, no. So I don't remember how long we've been doing this current intro outro. But it turns out that someone decided to copyright the the music. What? So no, not cool, man. We've now lost the ability, and this and the wonderful, mysterious magic um, uh, rumor of if it's less than ten seconds, you can't copyright it, which is total bullshit. Um, so we are without intro outro. Have no fear, though. I am working with a really longtime fan of the show to get us a um, a unique one of a kind intro and outro for Alta Confusion. It's gonna come very, very soon. So nice. Um I got I got to sample a little bit of of where um he thinks we should go with it and I liked it. So let's see where it goes. But for today at bare minimum for today, there will be no intro or outro for the show. So it could be new and approved music licensed for Alta Confusion's exclusive Explicit use. Yes. Nice. Indeed. So that sounds like a winning combination. So let's 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 start off the show with something super duper important because I know Zelius is going to talk about it for the entire show. And that is if you were waiting to play the game Lost Ark for free, you could start tomorrow. Indeed. February eleventh is indeed tomorrow. Unless you're like me in your early founder pack and you started February 8th. And I've been playing it the last three days up until about 7.35 today. So the question that's burning in everyone's mind, Zelius, is which founder pack did you go? Did you use the bronze, the silver, oh, the gold, or the platinum? Definitely just the bronze. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, for those out there who don't know, the bronze is the fifteen or the $14.99 version i'm assuming that he bought it through steam yes and of course that will get you a head start a founder's exclusive pet 30 days of is that crystalline aura yes and basically a the founder's title currency. huh basically the premium in-game currency <laughs> for like skins and other stuff so for those of you out there who may not know, uh, let me tell you about uh, this Lost Ark game. I know that Zelius could probably tell you better, but I'm going to do it anyways. Cause... Do tell, sir. All right. Embark on an odyssey for the Lost Ark in a, in a personal story that will lead you through a world of endless depth. 
Whether you want to play solo, in groups with friends, or matched up with other adventurers in the world, there's an epic adventure waiting for you. Put your teamwork to the test with dungeons and raids. Compete against other players in PvP. Travel to distant islands in search of hidden riches. Face packs of enemies. Oh, okay. Face packs of enemies and colossal bosses in the open world and more. There's something for everyone in the immense world of Lost Ark. Choose from diverse advanced classes. Swap as you go to change your style and experience. Explore seven continents, hundreds of islands, and all the seas between them. Engage with interesting and varied cultures. Befriend or battle magnificent beasts and dive into immersive lore. Lost Ark offers easy-to-learn features with unexpected depth and room for customization within the tripod system. Lost Ark's diverse, advanced classes invite you to explore until you find the fighting style that's just right for you. Then, you can unlock three tiers of customization for each of your abilities, giving you control of your combat style. Style. The same goes for other features. As you continue your journey, you'll find non-combat non skills, crafting, guilds, and social systems, and other rich features that bring the world alive. Whether you want to skim along the surface or dive deep into the details is up to you. And just for those who are very curious, uh, the current classes that are available for you are the warrior, the martial artist, gunner, mage, and assassin. So, okay, warrior, so that's like, I think that's, warrior's like every single thing. Your martial artist, that's your, that's gonna be your monk, that's gonna be your, um, what? Soul fist is your scrapper. Yeah. Uh, your gunner is, is gonna be your ranger. Uh, you have a ranger, you have a shooter dude, I forget the name of it, and then you also have an artillerist. Then you have the mage, the, the so magic user, and then the assassin, which is kind of your, your thief, your whatever. Yes. Your Demon flanker. Hunter. So, Zelius, tell us about your experience, since I'm sure you've been playing. Uh, well, so far, I already have four alts, because I definitely have altitis and cannot decide on what to play. Um... And, I mean, it's basically, it's a MMO in the form of an action RPG. So most MMOs are either in the form of the World of Warcraft version or Final Fantasy XIV, where it's the, um, you know, you take out one or two mobs at a time type of deal, and you know your tab select and that kind of stuff. Or you have the Tryon Worlds type, where it's the, you know, action RPG combat style. Whereas this combat style is much more in the vein of like a Diablo or a um, the faster you can exile. click, the faster you can attack. Yes, but it's the true hack and slash RPG style. Uh, controller or no part, controller? I, what's that? Can you play gamepad or no? I have not done the gamepad yet. I can you? Yes, there is the option. And I think it depends on the class, honestly. So. The hardest part I'm honestly having is most of your cooldowns are between 5 to 20 seconds, and you have eight abilities that you kind of need to use repetitively. And, like, keeping track of those eight with the cooldowns is actually a bit overwhelming at times. Um, so kind of keeping track in that. And 
depending on your class, like, so for instance, like I'm the sorcerer class is kind of what I've been meaning. It's more of a clicking point. Like I'm going to aim my lightning locust attack to this point on the map. Mm-hmm. So you have to like hit S key, move your cursor to the right place and right click. Um, versus like a berserker, which is the two-handed warrior, which just goes pew, pew, I'm going to smash your face in. Does it's the berserker right really go pew, pew, and then smash right. your face in? It's more like... Some yeah, exactly. Some groans that or grunts that you don't understand, and then the axe splits your head open. So I think with the sorcerer, it 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 would not work well with the controller because you need to like move the cursor to where it needs to aim. Mm -hmm. Whereas I think it's something like the berserker. I actually do want to kind of try the controller because it's very much you aim your character in a direction and you just press the attack button of whatever your skill is going that direction. So I think, depending on the class, may also lend its... The game was clearly not like Final Fantasy XIV where it's built from the ground up with the controller in mind, which is fine. Um, but I still want to try it out just to see how does it work with some of the classes. Probably more than I would assume the melee classes would probably work better, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, so far I'm liking it. It's uh, The story is trash, I'll, I'll be honest. It's definitely nothing right home about it. It's... Very typical hack and slash. Oh, there's a story of some big evil guy lurking in the shadows. And yeah, he's evil because he's evil. Yeah, that's the story. I'm going with it. There's a bad guy there. <laughs> Pretty he's close, doing bad things. Not you got to stop him. Um, yeah, I do kind of laugh because like you start off in like the holiest city in all the world. And, like, it falls to one guy. I'm like, wow, they have really great defenses here in this most holy city of the world. That because they like, believe their gad will save them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, like, a level one guy can save this entire city from annihilation, whereas all these guards could not. It seems like a terrible defensive strategy, but that's okay. Let me guess here. So you got a bunch of... Bumbling bumpkins who are guarding the city thinking no one would be stupid enough to attack. And then when someone attacks it, they basically fall on their own swords because they don't know which end is the pointy end. And you have to come save the world from ineptitude. I mean, the attack just kind of happened. Like, you didn't even fall on a sword. It's just like, oh, you're in a dungeon. The city was attacked. Why you're in the dungeon? That's While you were in the dungeon? Yeah. And that's convenient. Your best hope to survive is in the prison because he decided to wink at the barmaid a couple too many times. Um, So the combat's good. I like the combat. Um, And each of the classes are very distinct in their play style. I'll say that. Um, And there are the 15 classes, which there will be tons more. Um, if there's one thing that the developer is known for, apparently, it's releasing content at a rapid, quick pace. But is it solid content? Because I, because there's quite a few companies out there who will basically throw patches at you every 15 seconds, but they don't test them. I mean, everything I've read about, like the end game and the additional content they keep on releasing, is that yes, it is solid content. Right, and there's right. already like a couple of classes that like are open, like for instance, like the summoner. There's a summoner class which is not in the North American release. And sons of bitches. Person, what's that? 
The U.S. can can take on all the classes, okay? Jesus, man. You don't have to hold our hands. We're not going to so. we're we're not gonna faint because of extra classes. So they already have content that should make itself pretty quickly, I would think, to the United States mm. or to the uh, North America, I should say. Because it's all the NA, not just the US. And now here now here's the fun thing. What is considered NA? North America. Not okay. Canada. Mexico, Iceland, Alaska, Nova Scotia, Jamaica. Well, let me put it this way. It was up until now, it was only in Korea and Russia. Oh, Lord. What about Europe, man? What NA actually is defined as in this case? Yes. And this, unfortunately, this is actually for better or for worse is going to be like the theme of the show is what is your your interpretation of what you know, like North America? What exactly is North America to the world? It could to gaming servers. It could be a lot more than what you think it is, or a lot less. It's all it's forty eight of the United States. Okay. They just didn't give it for Australia, Australia, Alaska, or uh, Hawaii. No, I'm kidding. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just bullshitting. Okay, so according to this, the NA release also was a like European release, too. Aha. Uh-huh. Which See? makes sense. Yeah. See, told so you. So the Lost Ark is released for North America and Europe on Friday. So, yeah. So, uh, once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not buy into the Founders Pack, you get to rev your engine starting tomorrow. Well, no, yeah. And that's, and from what I've seen too, is like the paid subscription, totally not necessary. Um, you get some perks like free travel and faster, like experience type of things. But like some games, like their perks are like, I remember like Guild Wars 2, for instance, was like, inventory space uh guild wars 2 was pay but there was also a additional pay things you could do too oh well yeah you could buy additional space but and some of those things were like almost necessary um another one was dungeons and dragons ddo oh um, jesus yes same thing we're like you had to do the pay to be like basically functional in the game didn't Uh, they didn't they lock you out of like one of the key like mid game areas I think with Didi, uh, I mean, it's been a lot. It's been years since. I oh my Didi. God! Your cat just committed suicide into a box. <laughs> it's the box of snakes. Um, for what I remember, you get the content for free, but like the newer content areas are paid, almost like mini DLCs that order to be on the cutting edge. You have to buy. I think is correct. Well, it's kind that of was correct. Kind of, I don't it, know if it is anymore. In a weird way, it, it is kind of like a demo mode where. You're getting like a base version. If you want to really get into the the game, you got to pay. But I would be yeah. I would be very hesitant if you would have to then start paying to open up each individual city. Whereas it seems like from what I've seen, everything in Lost Dark, you can completely play free to play and honestly be just fine. Gotcha. Um, so it's one of those where models for everyone, basically. There you go. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, since we're on the wonderful topic of um, different countries, um, let's talk about the fact that 
There is a series, a game series, that's been around for a very long time now, called The Sims. It's basically you playing God. You get to control the life of a single person or an entire family. You get to design their house. Uh, you get to decide their work schedule, all that stuff. Uh, and of course, you know, as the Sims, where Charlie plays God, no, dude, yeah. I can't stand. Look, here's the thing. I like building the. Don't get me wrong. I've played The Sims. I've played quite a few versions of The Sims, but I end up basically turning off the um, the price limiter, and then just building a house, and then just shoving a family in there and just letting them live. I don't. I don't interact with them. I don't do jack shit. I'm just interested in building them a house or a death trap. I'm honestly not familiar with any part of it. I did look. There was there. Once upon a time, and there's probably still some, there's a website out there that basically tells you the most gruesome ways to kill your sim. And I will fully admit, I did do one of them. I did build a pool and then take the ladders out of the pool so they couldn't get out. Just to see what would happen. And I still feel bad about it to this day. <laughs> How bad do you really feel, sir? Not as bad as the people who literally... Um, build a humongous room with their, with a bunch of Sims in there and then put a toilet in the middle of the room and then build a wall that they can't get to and then there's no way to exit the house. So they're just, they dance around needing to go to the bathroom until they die. Well, that sounds terrible. But as we know, there are individuals out there who thrive off that stuff. But anyways, that's besides the point. The uh, the the story that just broke about uh, The Sims is that in the fourth uh, version of The Sims, The Sims 4, uh, they, of course, have a shit ton of DLC. In the latest DLC, um, called uh, My Wedding Stories, that is coming out on February 17th, so in next week, it will not be coming out in Russia at all it's not it, they're not going to give russia a special version of it or a watered down version which is usually the case um there is not going to be uh this dlc is not going to be in russia at all and here oh, no. is the following statement uh that was um that was produced by ea um yesterday we introduced the sims for the new wedding stories game pack and along with it uh to dominique and camille a couple whose love knows no boundaries today we want to explain the decision we've made to not release this pack in russia over the years you've delighted us with the way you, your sims have found love and celebrated your, that love through weddings in our base game You've also shared with us your eagerness to walk down the aisle, have your Sims take their seats, and shed a tear of joy as you made a long, a lifelong commitment. When we set out to create my wedding stories, this was the vision we had for our global community: the joy of finding love, celebrating that love, and telling stories that have meaning on a personal level. Imagining the stories our players will tell with our packs is at the heart of everything we create for 
My Wedding Stories, we were excited to introduce to you Dom and Cam. Their love story reflects the lived experiences of so many members of our community and team. As we move through our development and brand storytelling process, we became aware that the way we wanted to tell Cam and Dom's story would not be something we could freely share around the world. The ability to tell stories, any story, is at the core of what we do at The Sims. Holding back Cam and Dom's story meant compromising the values we live by. We are committed to the freedom to be who you are, to love who you love, and tell the stories you want to tell. So what does that mean for you, our players? We are steadfast in upholding that commitment by shining a light on and celebrating stories like Dom and Cam's. So we have made the decision to forego the release of My Wedding Stories, where our storytelling would be suspect to change because of federal laws. Regrettably, that means that members of the Sims community in Russia will not be able to purchase this game pack. To our Simmers around the world, we are grateful to have you in our universe. Now, if you did not figure it out, Dom and Cam is an LBGTQ plus uh, story, which is a big no-no in Russia. Um, Russia has a lot of homophobic, uh, laws. And so instead of compromising the, the, that piece of the game, uh, they decided not to release it. Now I'm very surprised that they, that they're only listing Russia because I know for a fact that there are several other countries out there who are going to, if they have not already, they're going to lay the smack down because they are about as homophobic as Russia is. Unless for whatever random reason, the game that The Sims is released in, they don't care as much about The Sims. Um, I mean, it is possible that Russia already let them know that this will not be happening, and maybe the other countries just haven't cared. I don't know. I believe I I would I would say that they do. They don't. There are. I mean, and uh, Zelis is very aware of this. I, I'm I'm basically you know. I'm preaching to the choir. There are very, 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 very many countries out there who believe that even the mere mention or thought of something that they have decided is not normal um, can cause ruin upon their entire country, such as forbidden love, two women loving each other, two men loving each other, a woman and a goldfish loving each other. Who knows? The last one... I'm sure some country has a problem with, I, I don't know, but look, at the I end like of the day, look, I'm, I'm, this is Charlie's stand and, and this may not be Zelie's stand. This may not be any other Ultra Confusion stand, but love is fucking love. Okay. It's, it's indiscriminate. It, it does not decide. It does. There's no rules between genders and races and, and ethnicity and are races, um, or religions or whatever. If you love someone, Fucking love them. I don't care. Love is love, man. If you uh, now, if if your love is going on a violent, you know, killing spree, that's not love. That's something else. But if all you do is stare, you know, you know, starry eye into each other's eyes, and you you and your deal is you know that you can't live without them. Go for it. What if my starry eyes are staring at my daggers that I like to stab into your eyes? Okay, once again, violence. No, no. 
Uh, Not violence. What about kind violence? Oh, for God's sake. What are you going to do? Smack me over the head with wet noodles? That just sounds disgusting and wrong. Do you need a room for that? Oh, Lord. Anyway, look, here's the deal. I understand that, that people are scared of different things, but love has been around forever. It ain't different. And I'm sorry that it doesn't fit this magical mold that people think exists. It doesn't. Love comes in all shapes, sizes, forms, and everything. It's honestly quite simple to me. If you don't like that story or feel it is evil, just don't play it. Yeah, that's the other thing. It's really not that hard. That, that, that's that's the other thing that really bugs me is when people have problems with with like uh, books or movies or video games. If if it's that detrimental to you, you have this amazing thing called choice to just not do it. It doesn't mean that you have to take not everyone else with you, but apparently it does because I have to make sure that you know how I feel that you make me feel bad about myself. I have to know about how you feel and then you have to tell me that because you don't feel good about that, I can't do that because you you obviously don't feel good about whatever and so I, I can't. That's this, That's ridiculous. Okay, anyways. You're ridiculous, man. Whatever. Now, ironically, speaking of foreign nations, I just want this is kind of this is another side bar here, but I'm gonna do it anyways. I don't know what the hell Comcast slash NBC is sniffing, but for fuck's sakes, this is the worst coverage of the Winter Olympics I have ever seen in my goddamn life. Well, to be honest, it's been going downhill for a couple well, I say a couple of years, four years ago is this couple of years, but it seems like the Olympic coverage, like nobody for the like, it's progressively getting worse of how people talk about the Olympics in terms of the coverage. No, the, 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 the Summer Olympics were fine. I was, fi- look, Summer Olympics, there was at least like, there's a couple of events on several different channels. There is a channel and then like maybe, maybe a second one. And then it's reruns of shit you've already seen five times. And then for some dumbass reason, let's throw commercial breaks in the middle of competition. Let's not window it. Let's just block it out. Oh, this person just did a perfect run. They're a shoe and for for silver. Sucks to be you that you were watching the commercials. Ha 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 ha. That's not how you, you want to drum up support about you know, a, a worldwide event actually show the damn thing. Take a take a goddamn page out of FIFA or the or the uh, World Cup. You don't cut away from the action until after. Look, if there's three rounds, have a commercial break after the first round because those fuckers all have to get back up the slope. All right, there's no. Here, here's here's a fun little fact for you, for those out there who don't know, skiers have two pairs of skis. They have one pair of ski that skis that help them get back up the mountain, and then there's a different pair of skis to actually do their their competition, because the skis that they use their competition with are so fucking dangerous that if they're not careful, they will slice themselves in half. That would be unfortunate. That'd be one way. To and it's happened a lot. They haven't sliced themselves in half, but I mean, they've like hamstrung themselves and cut their Achilles tendon because they bounced weird. 
Well, I'm never skiing again. Well, well, you just get a good pair of boots, okay? Oh, well, it's a good thing I couldn't ski anyway, so it's not really a problem. But but look, I, it's it is so embarrassing. Like I, there there are a bunch of like young um, you want to drum up support. The youth of of the world is starting to show up. A, you know, this is the the influx of new talent is starting to show up. And guess what? I got a Geico commercial, the same fucking one for the 10th time in an hour. And so I missed 90% of the goddamn competition. Billions and billions that they paid for the subscription rights. It is so stupid. It is well, so fucking stupid. Yeah. You would never much. do that during an NBA game. You would never do it during an NFL. How, how, Try. I would love to see CBS or NBC or Fox or ESPN during a football game, be it uh, professional or college, on a uh, on a potential game-winning drive, deciding, you know what, we need to do a 25-minute spot for Toyota. They, they, they're, Don't there's give a good chance something ideas. won't happen. Don't well, give them any ideas, man. No, just, I mean... How much money would it take for them to show a commercial during the Super Bowl during an actual drive? I don't know. It depends on the Super Bowl. If we're talking about that Super Bowl that ended, what, like three to two? Then you they were probably giving away spots. Well, I'm talking in the modern NFL where commercial spots are millions of dollars. Uh, that modern NFL, that was the modern NFL, yes, sir. sir. What three to two football game are you talking about? There was the, um, oh, what was it? Um... The Titans against the Rams that was stopped like on the one yard line. Oh, that was a great game. What are you talking about? Yeah, at the end it was, but how high scoring was it? It wasn't. Defense is exciting too. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> That's why if you so much as breathe on the quarterback, it's an off it, it's it's a roughing the passer. Okay. So speaking of, you know, yeah. it's a game. What do you think of the Super Bowl this weekend? I'm I'm all in for the LA Rams. Yeah, that's my team this week. Like I want freaking Stafford to win the Super Bowl. Stafford Stafford should run win the Super Bowl, but that's not man. why I'm cheering for him. That's not why, why I'm cheering sure? for the Rams. Because their head coach went to Marist, my high school. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. That's that's understandable. <laughs> I'd like to say it's really hard not to like Joe Burrow. Dude, that guy's got some swagger. I tell you what, if like he doesn't get like both his knees blown out because his offensive line is like a bunch of turnstiles, yep. he's got what it takes. Well, I'll tell you this right now, they, they better take a life insurance policy because Aaron Donald's coming through there a lot. Oh, it's between Aaron Donald and Von Miller. It, it, it could be, it could be a rough day back behind. No, it line. will be a rough day. It's not, it could be, it will be Joe will be running for his life. Well, and I think we've seen he's able to, so it's uh, it'll be interesting. Yes. Okay. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, let me um, uh, let's move on to the next topic. The next topic is let's talk about the 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 adult animation series that just won't die. Not that it should die; it should never have died in the first place. But it keeps coming back, and that, my friends, is the show Futurama. Futurama is coming back for the third time, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Futurama, of course, was first um, 
He was first on Fox in 1999 through 2003, and then it got dropped, and then was picked up on Comedy Central from 2007 to 2013, and then, of course, was dropped. And now Hulu has decided that they will, uh, they have purchased 20 episodes that will start airing in 2023. And as of right now, they have uh, the voice of Fry returning, the voice of Leela, the voice of Amy, and the voice of Hermes returning. And there are a lot of rumors that, of course, they're getting the voice of Bender back, which would not be that big of a surprise because um, the guy behind Futurama, who's also the guy behind The Simpsons, who's also the guy behind the Netflix show Disenchanted, uh, is really buddy-buddy with the guy behind the voice of Bender, who's also the voice of uh, King Zod and Disenchanted. And the reason why I know that off the top of my head is that I was watching the, the fourth season of Disenchanted today before the show. I don't even know what Disenchanted is, not going to lie. It's it's like, it's kind of, it's it's got the future Futurama humor, but set it back in like medieval times. Interesting. It's good. I mean, that's why there's four. There's the fourth season just got released, so it's, <laughs> it's doing something right. It is doing something right. But anyways, so this leads me to the question: um, TV series that make a return. What do you think about the fact that Futurama keeps coming back, Zelis? Um, I'm probably a terrible person because I've never watched Futurama, um, so. I don't have much of an opinion. What I will say is I know that Futurama has a pretty freaking diehard audience. Mm -hmm. um, so it's obviously great for them because I know people who like it really like Futurama. So I would definitely say for them, it's great. And it seems like right now, like in general, there's a pretty big, I don't know if revival is the right word, but push for like animated series. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you've seen Netflix, you've seen a lot. I mean, you just saw Arcane, you saw season two of Dota, which was nuts. You saw no, oh um, my God. the other one based on video game, Dragon's Dogma. Mm -hmm. Um, you got Castlevania. On, what? Castlevania. Castlevania. Then on Amazon Prime, you have the um one based on it's the comedic one based on Dungeons and Dragons, Critical Role. Yeah, that the, well, that was oh shoot. I haven't watched that one yet, but I've I've heard like I mean I heard it's great. The, the the okay real quick um critical role it it was like it's a dungeons and dragons podcast or video cast yeah um with a bunch of like really well-known voice actors and they decided to try to do a kickstarter for it and the amazon prime goes we want to help make this even awesomer and they're like fuck yeah and it just released at the beginning of the month i believe yeah it just came out and then you have um then you also have like the He-Man ones back on Netflix, going back to that. You know? Oh so, God, He-Man Revelations. So like, yeah, which is like which was big... which is being helmed by uh, Kevin Smith. And of course, you had the prequel of The Witcher with the wolf. Is that what it was called? I don't know. That, that, that was like such a letdown. I was like, oh, cool, it's gonna be a series. It was just kind of like, bleh, like, oh. It could have been more, but I thought it was good. I wanted, I, I wanted more. Damn it. Well, that's fair. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, so it's interesting, though. It seems like that's a thing right now, especially on Netflix. It's like, let's get all these. Most of them are good, too. Like, let's be clear. Like, 
I mean, they're good. Like, I think if anything, Arcane is the one that surprised me the most in terms of. I still need to finish it. Wow. Oh, man. I, I'm going to be totally honest with you. I, I'm like, I think like in two and a half episodes away from finishing it. I finish think. it. I know I should, but I, I keep getting sidetracked by Netflix keeps releasing all of these like true crime, like documentaries ah. and, and docuseries. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is messed up. Like, this is how we caught the P BTK killer. I'm like, damn. Well, I got sidetracked this weekend was actually on Amazon was Reacher. My wife watched it and she That's was like, this is, this is such an amazing awesome way of watching that piece of shit uh movie uh, taste out of your mouth because there's no way on god's green earth that doofus mcdoofus and should have could ever be reacher like the guy they got to play reacher who's like a mountain of a man who he's doesn't reacher. really who who really you know he's he's not really sociable and all that stuff he and he doesn't really give a shit if he's going to hurt you or not. He will fold you into a jigsaw puzzle. Oh, he makes it very clear on the television series. Oh, no, believe me. Julie Julie, Julie told me about the, the, the car trunk. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, hey, they were at least dead, okay? Um, now, Rangers, if you're into like kind of any type of action thriller spy type of stuff, watch it. it is, it's, really, I, it's really good. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, you know, the the thing going back to the Futurama thing, I do find it kind of interesting. It's kind of like, it's almost like BBC uh, TV, where they're like, whenever we can get everyone in the same room, we'll give you a season or two, but it's not going to be constant. You know, it's like Luther and and Sherlock. I can see that. Um, because the thing is, Futurama. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I I enjoy. I'm not a die. I won't. I, I'll 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 admit I'm not a diehard fan. But I'll you know I'll sink some a ton of hours into Futurama just because it's it's kind of fun, goofy, dumbass humor. Um, you know, so I'm I'm totally okay with it. And if they give me more Futurama, yeah, I'm on board. It's just weird that it's like, you know. It's like we we we're bringing it back. Okay, now we're done with it. Okay, now someone else is bringing it back because it was Fox for four years. Then it was Comedy Central for six years, and then it's been a nine year. God, it's been nine years. Nine year break, or it's going to be a nine year break. Versus like The Simpsons that just won't die. You know, there was a rumor that they were going to end it, but apparently that rumor was false. How many seasons is that damn show? Dude, that thing has been around for over thirty years. It's almost as old as we are, Zelius. 33. Good lord. Yeah. That's <laughs> it, insane. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So the question, the the follow-up question I have for you, Zelius, is realistically, is there a TV show that you want more of or you want to return? Yes. That's Besides Firefly. Me. No, okay. My is people think it's lame, but Legend of the Seeker, man. Season two, the Legend of the Seeker, which is taken off of the Sword of Truth. It's not the books. It's not and ran as a fantasy series. Um, the season one, trash, terrible. Season two, so much fantasy fun. 
the characters were fun. A couple of badass characters. Um, but it didn't last past season two. That's like my show, and it's never coming back. I know this. I acknowledge it. It's not even like Firefly, where there's like petitions. And no, there's hope. no more petitions anymore because of all the the stuff that's come out about Joss Whedon. Well, okay, that's everyone's true. distanced themselves the fuck away from him now. That's true. Well, before that, before um, yes, you know, it's like everybody thought that should come back. Now it's like once it was canceled, it's like yeah, it's done. That's like my show where I'm like, oh, I wish there could have been more of that. Um, and kind of not too dissimilar from um, sort of Shannara. They're both kind of these, you know, fantasy books. I'm about sorry. You. As soon as I saw it was coming out on MTV, I was like, I'm out. I don't. I don't care. It could be amazing, but MTV will always, forever be music. Te- music television. That's fair. So both of those fantasy series are like ones I loved. I enjoyed. Um, that one only lasted one season. Also. I'm pretty sure the source scenario only lasted one season. So okay, okay. Both of those are the ones I wish had stuck around a bit longer. But alas, that's what happens. So I have I have a follow-up for you, Zelius, and that is because you were you were saying that you know this is kind of like a take, or it was the it was based off a book series, but it wasn't really, you know, true to it. Do you think that series can be successful with claiming or or being part of a series universe? but really going off on their own and making their own little artsy changes? Yes. I think the part that killed sort of truth was probably that the first season was terrible. You mean Legend of Seeker? Sorry, Legend of Seeker, yeah. The first season, like, it is some of the worst action I've seen on television series. Mm. And I think that just doomed it. Like you are never going to get the see the rate they did. They still greenlit season two, obviously, but after that, you just weren't going to get the viewership back after that first season. Um, sort of Shannara, I thought as an actual show and the acting was actually pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't know where it actually showed, like on TV. You know what I mean? Because it came out like a couple of years ago, so I only know like. I saw it on Amazon Prime, so I don't even know where you would have seen in the original run, to be honest, because to your point, it was MTV. So is it only shown on MTV, which I don't know if people actually still know to watch MTV? So my guess is that- Was it not Kardashians? (laughs) So that was probably just more of a failure 2016. Yeah, more of a failure of how to even watch it. And I I think the tricky part is, so look at like, I think something like- um, Game of Thrones is a perfect kind of example mm-hmm. where when you had, and this is kind of for all book series, so when you have the source material and you follow the source material, even if you deviate a little bit from that, you can still do great and wonderful things. I mean, even Lord of the Rings, which is kind of the gold standard for now movie to book, book to movie adaptations, deviated in certain places. So I think you can be sexful in that way. It seems like where they fail, and I don't think it's because of the niche following, because the niche following of books only brings you so far. There's just something about when you have that core story and characters and basically you don't follow the core story at all, that seems to just not work. There's just something about it. True. Uh, And I don't know, because that's, I mean, think about That's where Lord of the Rings fell off, not Lord of the Rings. That's where Game of Thrones fell off a cliff was when, it tried 
to basically it, that there was no material from George R. R. Martin. That's one of the things that sucked about the Hobbit so much. The three movies wasn't that they made a movie from the Hobbit. It's they try adding random fillers with random love stories and bullshit that were not in the books. So it seems like to me, like when they really take that left turn out of established source material, that's when you start to have issues. Even Harry Potter, for all its faults, the movies still kept pretty close to the source material. I know there's deviations, don't get me wrong, but they start pretty close. And I think that's why the movies work. I think once you start going off the rails, that's where, for whatever reason, the screenwriters and producers just have issues. Well, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I agree with you. I think that with movies is a little bit easier to, to kind of, cause you're, well, I mean, well, except with the Hobbit, because the Hobbit should never have been what three movies. Correct. It could look honestly, maybe it could have been two, but three, you're just trying to build yourself a, a castle made of money at that point. Um, but I, 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 I do think, and I don't think that there's like a, a certain magical percentage that, you know, will guarantee you success. But I think that there is a certain amount, a, a certain percentage of going off on your own from the source material where shit just goes bonkers wrong. Um, there was a series on sci-fi channel uh, called The Dresden Files, which is based mm. off the Harry Dresden series by Jim Butcher. Fantastic series. Um, and the thing was they, and, and I, I do want to want to make this clear too. Having the blessing of the author is not enough. Okay. If you, yes, Jim Butcher's like, okay, yeah, we understand you had to make those changes, you know, to, to whatever. And, in, in the books, um, Harry Dresden runs, rides around and just like this piece of shit, uh, VW Beetle that's literally falling apart in the TV show. He had a really nice, like you know, uh, soft top Jeep. Yeah. Um. Uh. One his where he lived was was not where his office was in the books, but it was combined in the show. Um. The uh the the major love interest in the TV. Okay. Spoiler alerts! I think we're outside of this, and and I'm sorry. I'm going to ruin this for people who haven't who have not um, read the Dresden books up to whatever they are at now. Um, the main love interest in the Dresden TV show, Bianca, the vampire, uh, Harry has to kill her almost immediately within the first like three books because she is a psycho. And has to be put down. And instead, it's like we had this lusty love affair that we weren't allowed to talk about in the TV series. I'm like, what the fuck? But anyways, yeah, I, I think, I think that there is you. Yes, when you get the ability to take on someone else's established uh, property, you should you you you're going to get a little bit of artistic licensing. It's just how well do you mix that your licensing in are you trying to create something totally different which if you're going to do that michael bay then don't fucking put the name of the damn thing on there transformers um just say u.s army with robots big explosions boom boom you're going to fill the place because 
Michael Bay. Look, Michael Bay movies with big explosions, boom, boom. You're going to get people. Okay. But don't, don't, you know, don't kid yourself that you're making a Transformer movie when you're not. But we had Optimus Prime. Yes. But where are the rest of the Autobots? Lost. Where? They have, they have names too, man. Yeah. Oh, and Bumblebee is a fucking VW bug. I knew you were going to bring him up. Charger. Bumblebee. Does B look like a charger? No. Look, Anyways. they paid a lot of money for that shot in the movie, okay? Oh. Whatever. Anyways, look, I, you're, you're absolutely right. I think that, like, like, reiterating once again, you know, if you're going to take on someone's IP, the, the purest in me goes, you better keep exactly to the script. However, there is, there are times where that source material is dated. So if you were to try to put it into reality now, or, you know, at the time it was futuristic, but now that we are ahead of that futuristic number, you got to make it a little bit more believable for them to be, you know, being in the year 2022. I'm, I'm okay with that. Well, I think that's why I'm also not usually, I know we've asked this before, but for the most part, when there's always that conversation of book to movie adaptation, mm -hmm. it's not something I clamor for. Like I think of my favorite, usually fantasy books. And the reason I like them is because they're the written format, creativity and imagination and all those good things. And they work perfectly in the book. So for me, a lot of times, like I just don't need or have that even desire to honestly have a translation from the written form to movies just doesn't really appeal to me. I think maybe in part because we've seen how many abominations there are uh, and in part because one media format doesn't necessarily need to be translated to another media format. Agreed. Um, it's just not a thing that I need to have happen. It's just like, I mean, oh, another good example is, um, I think everybody forgot to actually exist, is um, the Black Tower. Yeah, we're, yeah, no, we're not talking about that. Like, it doesn't actually exist, which sucks. because It, it exists oh, more than the Dragon Ball Z movie. How about that? Well, that and um, not just Dragon Ball Z, but, uh, oh, the waterbender dude. Um, oh, Avatar. Yeah, Avatar. He's not a waterbender. He's an airbender. God, Zelius, come on. Jesus, you're supposed to be a nerd. Here's another thing, ladies and gentlemen, for folks out there who, who, who are somehow sheltered enough not to know this, being a nerd does not mean you know everything nerdy, okay? I will tell you a quick story about my, my first time going to Dragon Con. I, I had been to PAX which is the Penny Arcade Expo, where I was surrounded by my video game and web comic and board game nerds, and I felt like I was home. And then I was like, ah, Dragon Con, it's a nerdy convention. I'll fit in just fine. Turns out my nerddom slash fandom is about the size of a quarter in comparison to... Um, Dragon Con's nerdum variety, which is about the size of an extra large Papa John's pizza. So being a nerd does not mean you can cover the entire gambit. It's impossible. Don't try it. You'll you'll kill yourself in the process. I promise. What a worthy cause to die for, though. 
I think you'd be more, I would be more concerned that in the attempt to try to, to understand all fandom, you piss off some fandom and they would take you out. Like well, Hitman style. You're doing your job, sir. Like the bronies would bury you in that wind tunnel between the AT&T building and the Fox. And the furries would come sleep with you. I don't want them there. <laughs> Anyways. I can always get you a tail for your birthday. Huh? Oh, Lord. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, I do want to take a quick pause and do a uh, thank you to all those awesome people that help Alter Confusion do what we do every single um, week by supporting us through Patreon. So, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the amazing friends of the show. And to start it off, as always... Once again, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you about the Indie Cluster. The Indie Cluster is an organization of independent game developers that want to gain exposure by being involved in the community. They collectively journey to popular conferences as a traveling booth to help gain attention for their games. They make partnerships in local communities to bring games to the mainstream mindset. They highlight local, unusual, and rare concepts to challenge the paradigm of the common. They also host events to teach kids and minority groups about game development to hopefully one day enter the industry themselves. For more information, go to IndieCluster.com. That's I-N-D-I-E-C-L-U-S-T-E-R.com. IndieCluster. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the next person, the next person slash organization we got to show some love and s support to is, of course, Noodle Boy Media. Founded in 2015 by Andrew Tran, Noodle Boy Media, previously Watchkid 47 Media, is your choice for professional photo shoots and panel recordings at conventions. They pride themselves in providing a high level of professionalism, top-notch experiences, and quality services. If you want more information and to view their full list of services, check out facebook.com slash noodleboymedia. And of course, the final one that we have to show some love and respect is the man, the myth, the legend, the one who helps with all those aches and pains in your back. That's right, folks. You're talking about Hero Chiropractic. Hero Chiropractic is a unique healthcare practice set up by Ryan Moore. The company's focus to elevate a patient's experience of freedom, creative expression, and joy. They believe that everyone can be a hero and has incredible heroic potential inside themselves waiting to be unleashed. Hero Chiropractic focuses on mobile chiropractic care in the greater Atlanta area. They are committed to healing clients by creating a plan of action uniquely suited for each person. They make the, that plan of action as convenient and affordable as possible, and most importantly suited to your individual needs. If you want more information, go to HeroChiropractic.com. Now, ladies and gentlemen, of course, the one thing I do have to point out to you that is super duper awesome, and we just keep coming back for more because we love this organization. Of course, we were the um, the highest um, fundraiser for, uh, in, I was the highest individual fundraiser for uh, the specific, uh, our chosen hospital, and that, of course, is, ladies and gentlemen, for the 11th year straight, Alter Confusion will be participating in Extra Life. Extra Life is gamers doing what they do best, game, to help sick and injured children at their chosen Children's Miracle Network Hospital. The money that we raise through Extra Life will be will go directly to Children's Healthcare Atlanta as unrestricted funds. 
This means that the hospital decides where and how to spend the money to ensure the dollars we raise make the biggest impact in the lives of the kids they treat. So if you have the capacity to donate, please go to extra-life.org and search for Altered Confusion. Extra Life! Extra Life! Alright, ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you want to be part of the amazing people who help support Alter Confusion with a monthly subscription, or and or if you want to become a friend of the Thursday Night Hangout, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you that Alter Confusion has a Patreon. We live we we survive on the love and support of fans like you, and so we have a Patreon page. Patreon lets you, the fans, supporters, lovers, haters, interdimensional beings, demigods, demons, extraterrestrial beings, interdimensional beings, werewolves, vampires, and more to become active participants in the work we love through a monthly membership. This gives you access to exclusive content, community, and and insight into our creative process. In exchange, we gain a bit more freedom to do our best work and the stability we need to build an even stronger brand. Ladies and gentlemen, we of course have two tiers currently. There's a $1 tier and a $5 tier. At the $1 tier, which is $1 a month or $12 a year, you gain early access to all our playthroughs. And currently you have access to two early access playthroughs right now. And, of course, uh, you gain the ability to take part in discussions that are Ultra Confusion patron exclusive. Now, if you go for the slightly higher tier, and that is the $5 a month or $60 a year, not only do you get at all of the goodies that you would have gotten at the $1 level, but you would also gain your name or organization in the thank you section for every single Thursday night hangout. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you can help Alter Confusion, be the best Alter Confusion that we can be. Become a patron today. And how awesome can we be, sir? Oh, the sky's the limit, especially since we're going to Momocon. Where does the sky go? No one knows. It just but if you don't going. know, then how will the faithful... You just keep going, man. You just keep going. There is... No. It's truly like infinity, man. To infinity and below. And around the corner. Does the corner ever end? Possibly. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, of course, if you do not want to do a monetary or financial support of Alter Confusion, but maybe, maybe perhaps you would like to give something to Alter Confusion to show off the show. Um, or you'd like to feed the Funko Pop habit or whatever. What you could do is you can mail it to the following address. You can mail it to 1551 Dunwoody Village. That's D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. Village Parkway. This is super duper 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 important. Number 88. How important though? How important? I'm confused. Super duper 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 important. That is after the 1551 Dunwoody, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y, Village Parkway. Put number 88276. Without that number, it will not make it to our P.O. box and will be delivered back to you. The city is Dunwoody. Once again, D-U-N-W-O-O-D-Y. State is Georgia. Zip code is 30338. And I'm going to let you, everyone in on a little secret. If they keep trying to dick me over, I will change my, my address for a different P.O. box. Oh, dear. But if you want more information on that story, you'll have to ask me offline. Does anybody know how to talk to you offline? Like, aren't, isn't the online tubes the only way of communicating with the Charlie? 
You can catch me on any of our uh, gaming streams, which of course are Tuesdays and Sunday nights from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Or you can hit us up on Twitter, which is, uh, of course, Alter Confusio. Without the end, because the end would... Break the internet. Oh dear. Uh, of course, you can always leave a comment on uh, our YouTube channel, which is uh, Alter Confusion LLC, all one word. Or you can just hit us up on Facebook, which, of course, is Facebook.com slash Altered Confusion. Or, hey, crazy thought, go to www.alteredconfusion.com and comment there. So many options. Indeed. You see how sneaky I got there? I gave you all of our social media information because you're not going to see it at the end of the show because... We don't want to fight a copyright infringement because somebody decided, oh, by the way, the music we put under no copyright music, uh, we decided to copyright. So, ha-ha. Sucker. Sucker. I guess they're like, wow, Alter Confusion has hit a some sort of metric that requires us to, to take credit for our song because it, we're getting love and support for that 18 seconds of our Five minute song. Woo. All right, so we have uh, we have a time for uh, one more quick story, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, um, question for question. everybody out there, and that is that we have all these crazy ass rating systems, right? We got these like one out of five stars. We got you know zero to a hundred. Got zero to ten. All that stuff. Personally, Zelius, what is the lowest mediocre score that you're willing to go, I'll give it a shot, be it a book, a movie, or a video game? I'm pretty shallow. And if I'm looking at rankings, it probably has to be at least four stars. Okay, so let, let's say, if, okay, so four stars, let's say if it was zero out of 10, what would be the bare minimum? For zero out of ten. Eight. I, I'm I'm almost right there with you. I'll go for a seven. It dips below a seven, and it's gotta be a subject matter that I will just go, fuck it. I don't care. I'm interested. I'll check it out at least a little bit. Now what I do find probably just as important though, especially on Steam, are what do the reviews actually say? Um, Does it I look like they were paid? Yeah. Um, and did they lie when they said I didn't? I got this product for free. Well, the tricky part now with like video game reviews, though, is they change. Like, so if it's especially with like every game is on like, early access at some point released. So, like, did the reviewer review it like six months ago when it was in the alpha beta version, or is it the more modern version? So it becomes a little bit more tricky. Um, with video games and then whereas on books it feels like i see a lot of like this lit rpg stuff that's reviewed by it looks like basically the author's immediate family no it's the Uh author's buddies lit rpgs it's literally it's you know what lit rpg is right yes okay for for the those not in the know that may be picking this video this video or podcast up after the fact zealies why don't you tell us what lit rpg means um, so from what I know, I actually don't really read lit RPG myself. Um, it's not really seems like my cup of key, but basically it's a 
RPG role playing game set in the context of a book. Um, that's why I've read about it without having actually read it. And I think part of the reason is is because every lit RPG that's recommended to me, basically, a it sounds like it's the same exact book. Um, I'm a hero sent on a big quest. And I am unlike any hero ever seen before. And then, like, every review is like, this is the best book ever written on the face of the planet. P.S. I'm their mom. <laughs> I'm um, their mom's brother's son's daughter's cousin. And so, and I know I'm probably being incredibly classist here in gatekeeping, but to me, um, Lit RPG just reads to me like, I've never written a real book basically. So I'm trying to do something, but for um, which is probably a very elitist way of looking at it. I fully admit it without having read them. For, I don't know. It's just something I've never dove into for me. Lit RPG always feels like someone decided, you know what our campaign we, we played for Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition sound pretty cool. So I'm just going to write the story based off of that. And to me, it's just kind of like, that that it might be an amazing story, but it's one of those. It's unfortunate, but it's one of those you have to be there to get it type things, because part of part of the beauty of of having a successful campaign for a pencil and paper RPG or for a board game or card game, whatever, is that the the actual you know the 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 charisma or that pours off or 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 the the facial expressions of the people around the table. Simply telling the story doesn't give you that that full feeling. And it also, I will fully agree with Zelius, it's not really what, I'm sorry, but it's not what a real author would do. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take, you know, this, this, this amalgamation of events that happened that was really cool. It's almost like nostalgic. Like it, it in your brain you go, oh my god, that was an amazing uh, campaign. In your brain you go, it's amazing. And then it's kind of like if you were to go back and play some of your favorite games from like 10, 15 years ago, you're like, oh shit, was it really that bad of a story? It felt so much better. Yeah. So, and I think part of it too is I have like such a list of like more established still fantasy and sci-fi series in books to read or it's like yeah i'm good might be part of it too so there is a there is a video game out there who which of course has had uh, i think it came okay it came out in 2019 lots of people love it big name behind it the game is called death or sorry yeah death stranding i've heard of it Yes, it's got Norman Reedus as the main character. It's a bunch of there's got Lizzie Lindsay Wagner's in there. It's an interesting story. Don't get me wrong, but for fuck's sake, oh my god, the entire game mechanic is you go from one place, you pick up a bunch of boxes, you precariously perch them in your sack on the back, and you try to get to the other part. Mm. The other thing, you got to dodge people who are going to try to beat the shit out of you to steal your 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 stuff and oh by the way there's some kind of like supernatural shit that's happening that if you're not careful they'll pull you under and kill you so literally it's it's like it's like apocalyptic mailman that's what it that's literally 
Death Stranding. That's Mailman. There's a game I haven't thought of in a long time. But this is this is like Kevin Costner Mailman, okay? Where literally it's a lot it, it's like a lot of fucking walking and a lot of fucking trying to control your balance. I can't tell you how many times like, oh, you're about to tip to the left. Try to compensate. You're like, I just, I just want to, I'm just trying to walk a straight line, guys. Just just, let me, let me just walk that straight line. Yes. Have I put a shit ton, shit ton amount of time in? Yes, I have. I'm not going to, I'm not going to deny that, but it, it's one of those where I, I really won't have accomplished much and like two hours will have passed because it just took for fucking ever for me to walk from one city to another. And like, but what about the vehicles? Well, the vehicles aren't always available. And even if you have the vehicle, sometimes the terrain is such shit that you ain't, it's more trouble than it's worth. And oh, by the way, I'm, this is not really a spoiler because you're going to learn it soon enough. But you're going to be making grenades that are based off of your pee, your shit, and your shower runoff. Okay? Mm. Have fun. There you go. I have ruined it for everybody. <laughs> no, I haven't. But Oh, by the way, if you are curious to see what the, uh, what the two games that are currently uh, in the early access uh, playthroughs for those... Uh, that are patrons uh that of course is um the shady side of me and um the man of medan which is the first of the dark picture anthology uh which is literally it is i think i said this before but it it, it gave me the um it's the closest vibe to heavy rain that i've ever had to deal with Ooh. And I, I'm, I, just like heavy rain, I had everybody until the end, and I fucked up. Okay. Oh. Now there are there's supposed to be I think there's supposed to be a total of seven or eight games. Now they've only released I think they just released the third, or maybe they're about to release the fourth. But the second one I, I'm going to start playing, and I'll record that, and that'll of course be your next um, early access playthrough. It is really a storyline filled with uh, quick time events. Mm. Um, and all your, all your fucking decisions. Oh my God. They're, they're going to affect you either for better or for worse. What's the game called? Uh, the first one, it, the, the, the series is called the dark pictures anthology. The first one was uh man of Medan. Uh, the next one is little hope. And that's the mm. one we're going to start playing probably tomorrow. Or, or sorry, uh, over the weekend or something. Nice. Um, now, um, I finally, I finally have a replacement for my gamepad. So if you have been watching me on the streams, you may have noticed that my character will start walking in directions without me uh, consciously being aware of it because my gamepad has been broken, and I know. You know, I have all these games, so I've got to have them on knees. No, I have no on knees. So, but um, I was able to scrounge up enough to get myself a new controller. So, there's no it playing Death Stranded with a working controller so much better because the thing is, once you start losing your balance, 
you're, you're going to have to use the trigger buttons to try to regain it. And let me tell you, it's really hard to regain your balance when your left analog is decided you're going, uh, let's see, in the northwest uh, direction, even if you're not touching me. So you're trying to regain your balance and you're still kind of just tipping to one side because that's what the controller is telling you to do. There you go. Anyways. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, we're going to wrap up here. Unfortunately, you are not going to see the outro because it is now copyright. The music's now copyrighted. Uh, I am working with someone to fix it. A longtime fan of the show. Uh, I totally forgot to ask him what his company name is, and that's why I'm kind of being vague about it. Uh, but as soon as I find out, um, I will plaster it everywhere. And, of course, he will become friends of the show because he would have helped save our asses. But anyways, so ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. For myself, Charlie, and Zealus, it's been a pleasure giving you everything to come in our heads. I'm Allison, of course. Uh -huh. We'll be back next Thursday for another Ultra Confusion Thursday Night Hangout. Member kids keep on gaming in the free world. Amen to that, brother.